Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now, it's Everything is Golden on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Here is your host, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly. Welcome, my friends, to this edition of Everything is Golden. This is episode nine, driving down the culture highway. We begin this week with a story from the Washington Post, recent story about auto insurance. Those of you who drive know instinctively where this is going to go. Your auto insurance. How are you these days with that? Apparently, according to the Washington Post and according to many of your wallets, your insurance premiums have kept climbing, even as other types of inflation have cooled. (laughs) Right. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, car insurance for United States drivers in July, 16% more expensive than July a year ago. 70% more expensive for you to insure your automobile than it was in the year 2013. Insurance is just part of the story. Car repairs, body shop wages, used car prices, all have had significant increases, according to Frank Palmer, who is the chief insurance officer at Root Insurance. The entire industry, he says, has had to raise rates to keep up with these trends. Motor vehicle maintenance costs, for example, up 13% from July of last year. It's more expensive than ever to diagnose newer vehicles. Really? And the parts, the parts that you need, may not be a whole lot more expensive, but the frequency of repair on them is more than it used to be. If an airbag goes off, for instance, that's a thousand bucks. New cars have up to eight airbags in them, but, 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 the rate hikes are also an attempt by insurers to make up for the big payouts that are caused by floods, natural disasters, which these insurers call catastrophic losses. And states that are prone to quote-unquote climate disasters have seen some of the steepest hikes in auto insurance. Some people are being priced out. Now, driving down America's cultural highway, you all know that the Biden administration is making an effort to mandate, to force people into more electric vehicles. There was an article in the Center Square, which we picked up at the Daily BS, by the way, and that is that experts are fearing that the electric vehicle race is leaving the power grid in the dust. The government's ambitious deadlines for transitioning to electric vehicles is concerning to experts because they say These policies to shift over to EVs are optimistic and not really aligned with the technological capabilities of the nation's electric grid. 
Robert Charlotte, who is a longtime systems engineer and contributing editor for the IEEE Spectrum. That, by the way, is the Institute of Electrical and Electronic Engineers. He, he wrote a book called The EV Transition Explained, and he argues that the viability of speedily switching over to EVs is uh, nuanced. It depends on many factors, including the, spe- the speed of grid component modernization. And many of you know that the electrical grid is not, not a top priority for some of the locations in this country. Look at what's going on in Palo Alto, according to this article. And, the, and uh, Mr. Charlotte points this out. Palo Alto has the highest adoption rate of electric vehicles in America. One in five, a fifth of the households there owns an electric vehicle. EVs account for 30% of the new car sales. Now, the city also is providing incentives to achieve their goal. They want to see an 80% reduction in so-called greenhouse gases by the year 2030. Mr. Charlotte points out, though, that their grid is not keeping up. He points to Palo Alto's assistant director of utilities, Tom Marshall, who recently expressed a bit of doubt about reading the goal of electrifying all single-family households by 2030. He warns that the city's power grid is showing signs of strain, some transformers already starting to fail. The planned upgrades that it would take to to upgrade their electrical grid, over $306 million. wonder where that money's coming from, don't you? And peak loading is a primary concern. The system they have now, you see, is designed to handle daytime peak loads. That was designed decades ago. Off-peak hours allow the system to cool down, and that makes the equipment that they have to run the electrical grid last longer. What happens, though, when you have all these EV owners who are using the nighttime hours to charge their EVs, their electric vehicles at home. That 30 to 40 year life expectancy for the electrical grid equipment could be be reduced to just three years. So instead of the equipment that they need to run the electrical grid lasting for three decades, it could be done and needs to be replaced in three years just to accommodate the electric vehicles. So, There's another thing, and that's all this move to renewable energy. That's because using this so-called renewable energy is threatening the balance of power because it is intermittent and unpredictable. You can't count on how much power you're actually going to get from these renewable sources. So it makes you wonder. Now, the Secretary of Energy, Jennifer Granholm, has recently started driving a Ford Mustang Mach-E. It's made, by the way, in Mexico, not the United States. That is in furtherance of the Bidenomics agenda. This is according to NPR. Granholm and her family recently switched from a Chevrolet Bolt to a Ford Mustang Mach-E electric vehicle. She and other Biden administrations have promoted domestic EV manufacturing, but she's driving around in one made in Mexico. Granholm was also in the news when an irate family called police on her team. 
in her Mexican-made EV, she was tooling around to try to get you and me, all of us, to take climate change seriously. So she's been tooling around going on an electric vehicle tour. But what happened, we learned earlier in the summer, is that her team, her advanced team, got into a bit of an argument with an unhappy family when they tried to hold an electric charging spot for her by parking a gasoline-powered car in the EV charging space because they wanted to hold it for her so she could charge up her vehicle. Now, this trip she took, it was from North Carolina to Tennessee, was intended to draw attention to the billions of dollars, billions of your taxpayer dollars that the White House is pouring into green energy and the clean cars. Between stops, her entourage had to grapple with the limitations of the present EV, the government, EV charging system. There are not enough charging spots for electric vehicles at a stop near Augusta, Georgia. So one of her staffers tried to park a non-electric vehicle in one of those spaces to reserve a spot for her. That didn't suit, didn't go down well. A family that had an electric vehicle was boxed out of that spot. It was a sweltering day. They had a baby in the vehicle. They got so upset that they called the police on Energy Secretary Granholm. In the end, the team arranged for the family to also charge its car while Granholm charged hers. She says that she acknowledges the issue of the confrontation and it underscores the future of the electronic automobiles and what they need to do. She says she she knows how easy it can be to charge when everything goes well and how annoying it can be when things go poorly. Yeah. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, that brings us to this. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal about this government road trip, and it featured not only Ms. Granholm's problems, but that of Pete Buttigieg, who is supposedly the premier thinker when it comes to transportation. He's our transportation secretary. 
The government is planning on launching a $100 million effort to try to tackle the reliability issue of public charging, make it less annoying, make it more consistent. This $100 billion, I'm sorry, $100 million is supposed to be spent to repair and replace thousands of out-of-commission or old chargers that are contributing to what the Wall Street Journal says is a roll-of-the-dice situation for EV drivers. They never know what they're going to find when they pull into one of these little public EV charging places. Yet, another government plan comes to address the problems of a government plan that went bad. Government-flavored deployments of infrastructure must already be replaced with new government-flavored deployments of infrastructure. One in five attempts at charging at a public station outside of the Tesla network network is a bust. That's what J.D. Power says. Can you imagine that? You have a one in five chance every time you pull up to one of these government charging, public charging stations of not being able to charge your, your vehicle. In fact, there was a story a few weeks ago about, I think it was the CEO from Ford. You know, they have their rollout on their pickup trucks. And he admitted that there were problems charging this thing on the public charging system. There was another story I read a few weeks back about a family that decided to take their new electric F-150 on the road. They had to leave it and rent a gas-powered vehicle because charging that EV truck, that EV pickup truck, was so inconsistent, they couldn't make it happen. Now, the article in the Wall Street Journal goes on to say that Pete Buttigieg, transportation secretary, has the experience of also knowing what it's like to go into a public charging spot with the charger open but not working. One of Mr. Buttigieg's colleagues also recently suffered an electrified fiasco when trying to promote his dream of fossil-free fueling, and that's the problems that Jennifer Granholm ran into when she was called out for her aggressive use of trying to box a family out of charging their vehicle so she could charge hers. Well, all this is not going down so well, is it? Internal emails also show that Pete Buttigieg has other problems. He likes to use government jets. (laughs) And accordingly, this is a Fox News story, internal government communications obtained by Fox News Digital show that administration officials have been scrambling to respond to information requests pertaining to Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg's use of government jets. They're trying to keep it secret how much time he actually spends flying around, not in his EV, but on the government dime. Yeah, I wonder why they want to keep that information from you. As we drive down the culture highway, let's leave the non-working government plan to electrify the nation's highway with these charges that don't work, that are inconsistent, and go to another case in Delaware. Here's the headline from that story. This is a CBS News story. A Delaware man who police blocked from warning drivers of speed trap wins a $50,000 judgment. Wow. Delaware police have agreed, the state police have agreed to pay fifty grand to resolve a federal lawsuit filed by a man who said troopers violated his constitutional rights by preventing him from warning motorists about a speed trap. 
Jonathan Gasford is his name. The guy's 54 years old. He said that police unlawfully prevented him from engaging in a peaceful protest. He stood by the side of the road. He held up a small cardboard sign that said, Radar ahead. After Gessert raised a middle finger at troopers while driving away from an initial encounter, he was stopped by those troopers and cited for improper use of a hand signal. Improper use of a hand He gave them the finger, so they pulled him over. Now, this was all captured on cell phone video. The incident happened in March of 2022. The dash cam audio captured the troopers laughing and giggling at the notion of citing him for using an improper hand signal because of his obscene gesture, he wasn't making a turn. Well, he took him to court, and he won. They knew that they didn't have it on him. They really didn't have an argument to make about using an illegal hand signal when he gave them the middle finger, and that they were just really ticked off that he was protesting them. They said he was disrupting traffic, jumping into traffic. Not so. The police officers told him they were going to take him in, tow his car, call social services for his his child that was in the car, and et cetera, et cetera. Didn't end well. He was found to be in the right. The police knew they didn't have charges on him. He gets a $50,000 handout. Now, driving through the cultural highway brings us to this horrible story that we end with. And sorry to end with bad news, but this one should be upsetting as we drive through America's cultural highway. You may have heard about this. A North Dakota man was sentenced Friday to five years in prison. He ran over and killed an 18-year-old. After a small town street dance last year, a case that drew the attention of former President Trump, after the driver initially claimed the teenager that he ran over was a Republican extremist who had threatened him. Shannon Brandt of Glenfield, North Dakota, pleaded guilty in May to manslaughter in connection with running over and murdering Kaylor Ellingson. That happened in September of 2022 in McHenry, North Dakota. Now, this guy initially claimed he ran over Ellingson after a political argument that the teen had threatened him, that he was part of some radical group Authorities investigating this said there was little evidence, little evidence that any of this was true. The case drew national attention, social media outcry because of the political bent. Donald Trump denounced it. The circumstances at a rally shortly after there. A state district court on Friday sentenced Brandt to five years in prison with credit for a year that was already served. After he gets out of jail, presumably in four years, he'll have to spend three years on supervised probation. And, oh, the poor dear loses his driver's license for a year. Now, the maximum they could have given him is 10 years in prison. They didn't even do that. This guy claims that this teenager was some radical Republican, so he runs him over and he gets five years in jail, and that's it. There are a lot of people that are outraged by this. And when you look at the sentences that are being handed out for the J6 protesters, none of whom did this, none of whom committed murder, and they're going to spend some of them decades behind bars. And you look at this guy, 
who claims a teenager is a Republican, a Republican extremist, runs him over, kills him, and is just given a five-year sentence. People wonder just what is wrong in our society, and they have every right to wonder it. Well, that's it. Driving Down America's Cultural Highways, Episode 9 of Everything is Golden. Thank you for being with us today. We'll see you next time for Everything is Golden.